on this week's episode of The Fizz, we are back, and I am not doing this alone. I introduce you guys to my new partner. We talk about the Detroit Lions, the NFL, and our Thanksgiving picks, in addition to our Sunday NFL picks. We move into the Detroit Red Wings retro reverse jerseys. We talk about Thanksgiving and which food items are the best and which ones are the worst. And then, of course, as always, we close it out with a little over-under It is great to be back recording with you guys. I am downtown Detroit, and all feels right in the world when all we know is that it is not. But I am glad to have you guys here with me, and let's get this thing going. So now, let's get into the fizz. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of The Fizz. Guys, we are back in action after like a six, seven, eight months, I don't even know, hiatus. Uh, coronavirus hit. I started doing these live in my office, and now I am in an undisclosed location downtown Detroit. And it was just time to get the fizz back uh, right before the holidays, right before the turn of the new year. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And we got some new features for it this time. I want you guys to know that I am not doing this alone anymore. I now have a partner. And you guys may have heard of him, especially all the Sparties out there, especially you blue-collar NFL fans. You guys are going to know who he is. It's J.U. Kalkrick, the Juju chain. Train. I got to work on that. But if you don't know who he is, he played running back from 2004 to 2007 after being a redshirt freshman at the Michigan State University. While he was there, he rushed for 2,395 yards and 39 tuggies, which is good for second all time um, in his tenure at MSU. He was a Big Ten all-freshman by Sporting News, team leader in touchdowns 2005, team leader in touchdowns 2006. In 2007, he set the then single-season record for touchdowns with 21, an all-Big Ten honorable mention, a team captain, and 240 career points at MSU, which is good for seventh all-time in MSU history. After that, he spent time breaking face masks with the Jets, the Bucks, the Niners, and the Bills. Just took a knee from Colcrook right through his chest to see if he can recover from that. That is a big man running downhill. Uh, and here he is, J.U. Colcrook. How are we doing? Frank, I'm good, man. Thanks. That's a hell of an intro that I got there. Yeah, well, you're by far the coolest guest I've had. No offense to uh, my asshole buddies, but pretty much the coolest thing they've done is just, you know, drink 100 beers or, you know, win a couple of bets that they didn't think they were going to win. Hey, drinking 100 beers is a feat in itself. Yeah, right? we're, we're, we're starting with one here right now. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to be, you know, jump on board here with you and get going on this and just shoot shoot this shit about sports um, and, you know, just go from there. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and that's pretty much all we're going to do here. So I just want to, you know, obviously I gave you gave everybody a little background on just your your sporting statistics, but as you're sitting here right now, you got your Buffalo Bills gear on. So you're, you're, you're you know, you were, you're a Buffalo guy. I just want everyone to know where you're at, that you're not 
naturally a Detroit guy. So so give kind of your, your sporting journey to family. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not a Detroit guy, uh, you know, f- from a small town outside of Buffalo, New York. Uh, real, when I say small, I mean tiny. I graduated with 26 kids in my graduating class. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's including two foreign exchange students, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can see that dating scene was, you know, slim pickings there. Um, you know, I had an opportunity, you know, went to uh, college at Michigan State, um, obviously played football there, and uh, after that, blessed with the opportunity to play, you know, five years in that league, and now I'm back in Detroit, baby. Hell yeah, hell yeah, we knew you'd be back, we knew you'd be <laughs> back. Well, it's great to have you on, and uh, you know, it's going to be great talking football, sports, and everything in between with you, so you know, let's just kind of uh, jump right into it. So obviously, you know, JU knows that he is a Buffalo Bills fan. They're having a much better season than the Lions, but he has agreed to be on this show. This is a Detroit podcast, so you're going to have to be, whether you're a fan or not, you're going to have to follow the Detroit sporting scene. I think you know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to get engrossed in the community and uh, what's going on with the sports side of things. If it's you know, sports, I love it. I love watching it, so I don't mind, you know. I Like I told you before when we are setting this up, you know, you're going to force me to watch Lions game. And I have a, a crazy story. You know, I really am not a Lions fan because I had a hatred for the Lions way back when I was a wee little lad. Um, it was that Thanksgiving game against the Steelers because I grew up a huge Steeler fan. Okay. Yeah, so that Thanksgiving game, it went into overtime and – the coin toss mm-hmm. when Jerome Bettis clearly called tails yeah. and Phil Luckett, the referee, I even remember the referee that was known, Phil Luckett, you know, said it was heads and they went back and forth and the Steelers ended up losing the coin toss and they lost to the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. That's when I started my hatred for the Detroit Lions. When was that? I don't even remember this one. This was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Way before, it was in the 90s. Yeah, well that's an absolute pipe dream right now. That's when Barry Sanders was still playing. Okay, well, that's the only reason they probably won the game. Because, I mean, right now, the idea of the Steelers beating the Lions, or the Lions beating the Steelers is an absolute pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, low-key, my second favorite team in the NFL right now, and that's without a doubt. That's my second favorite team as well. Well, at least we can agree on that. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I used to, what really sparked my love for him was Le'Veon Bell. Um, obviously, you know a little bit about being an MSU running back, and that was my Spartan dog. That was my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bell, he was a hell of a player for, for um, you know, Pittsburgh, and he was a hell of a player for Michigan State. He's the type of guy that if you're a running back's coach, you don't – you get kind of frustrated in a way with the way that he runs, but it works. It's wild. Yeah. It's like the most patient style I've ever seen exactly. in my life. Exactly, and as a running, you don't really think that you're taught hit the hole, hit the hole, hit the hole, and he just sits and picks and chooses. And I remember, you know, when I first saw him at college doing that, and I remember talking to Javon, and we were like, that's not going to work. Yeah. And, well, shit, it worked for him. <laughs> and it's still working for him. And that's He's, Javon Ringer, right? Yeah. Yeah, just for, just for the folks at home. Uh, and then, so... But the thing with the thing with Le'Veon that I like, I mean, number one, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Like, I, I, he threw away such a good thing. I mean, he was a king in, in Pittsburgh, and yes, he did get paid. Yes, he is on the Chiefs now, but he's not like the dog anymore. He's not like that number one guy. He was the king of the NFL for a hot minute there. Yeah, he was, and uh, you know, I'll agree with you 100. percent He did throw away, you know, a great situation. It's it's um, you know, one of those things is you know, it said, do you want you know that instant gratification, or do you want that that long haul? He wanted know, to get success. paid. Yeah, he wanted yeah, to get paid. exactly. But think about it though. He could get paid all up front, or he could continue 
to you know, be in the system where he's at in Pittsburgh, possibly win a Super Bowl. He could get a statue built of him. Exactly. And cement himself as a future Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm with you. Or he could go and, you know, right now he's bouncing around and now he's behind um, uh, Illaird in uh, Kansas City and that guy's a hell of a running back. But, yeah, and you know, there's 86 weapons over there. Like, no matter who you are in Kansas City, like, there's not going to be one guy besides Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. You're not going to be the feature guy. Each week is going to change. Right. So, you know, but, you know, more power to him. You know, he, he made a stand and, you know, to his credit, you know, that's something, you know, that hasn't been done in a long time. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people called his bluff, and he went out there and he did it. And, yeah. You know, good for him. And, I mean, you know, one one bad step out of the shower, right, and, and you know, that money is not guaranteed. But you just felt like, I just don't know if he's ever going to recapture that magic that he had in Pittsburgh. And, and I don't even know if his style worked. Like, it just seemed in Pittsburgh that his o, the O-line's always great in Pittsburgh, and they, they knew how he was running. I just... I was bummed to see it come to an end. Yeah, you know, I was as well, too, you know, because he, he, he was not going to have a better O-line than he did in Pittsburgh. In no. Pittsburgh today, their offensive line, you know, it's like a staple when it comes to the Steelers. There's two things that you have to understand when you play in, for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. you got to be a blue-collar guy. Oh, yeah. you got to have that hard-nosed mentality that, you know, nothing's going to be handed to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to be ready to ground and pound. If you're a wide receiver, you got to be able to block. Yeah. You know, if you're a fullback, you better be ready to block. If yeah. you're a running back, you got to be f- tough and physical. That Those are the guarantees in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And if you go and play in Pittsburgh, that's the that's what you got to turn into. If you're a finesse player playing in, you know, the Pac-12 or something like that, Juju's getting it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, he's yeah, getting yeah. it now. But, you know, the finesse game isn't going to do it in Pittsburgh. And, and, Ben's, and Ben's, I mean, besides Tomlin, who's my favorite coach in the NFL, uh, ben, Ben's in charge. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been there since, like, 1973. <laughs> you know, like, he's got he's, – he's caught a few cases. He – is the guy there. I yeah. mean, and he is just like, I cannot believe they've like Frankenstein him together. He's been in a walking boot 6,000 times. He blows my mind. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And uh, Ben's a dude that back in his day, you mentioned, you know, caught a few charges back in. Yeah, he caught a case. There's, in my hometown, the next town over, Ben oh, has a hunting camp, camp there. Oh, okay. And uh, Ellicottville, great ski area, great stuff. And, you know, Ben's been known to throw back a few beers back there. I'd I, be quite so. honest with you. I don't, I've heard Ben's not a great guy. I've heard he's just not a great guy. You know, I, I don't know much he's about him. He's changed now. He, he was a total asshole. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, I heard he's a huge dickhead. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, I went to, I visited Miami of Ohio and they got like the suite set up and they're like, oh, this is Ben's suite, you know, like, and, you know, they're like making us wear masks before those masks is Ben's suite. They don't <laughs> want people touching it, looking at it wrong. But anyways, let's, you know, we, we're not a Steelers podcast, but you know, hey, it might be just knowing. I'm just, right now what I'm doing is putting off talking about the Lions because it's, it's, uh, you could argue that the Lions played so bad that it brought me out of retirement and got you onto this podcast because they are absolutely, uh, what happened last week was um, an embarrassment. It was pathetic. Uh, and you just feel like that team has no motivation playing under Matt Patricia. Detroit Lions lose 20 to nothing on the road uh, versus Carolina. Versus an XFL quarterback making his first NFL start. Carolina was on a five-game skid, I believe. The Lions scored zero points. They had zero red zone plays. And not to mention, the Lions win this game. They're back at 500 with a chance to jump the Bears at home on Thanksgiving with all of America 
watching, and they absolutely shit down the side of their leg. Well, you know, overall, you can't shit on P.J. Walker, the quarterback for for the Panthers. I'm not. I can shit on the Lions, though, and <laughs> yeah, I will can, shit on the Lions. You definitely, you can shit on Lions. I'll the shit Lions, all over the, the Lions. The Lions looked... They oh, shit on me. We, we were, you know, you said we're going to do this on Tuesday, so I was like, okay, i got to watch the, the Lions game. And so I watched the game, and what I saw from them, they just, overall, in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, just got absolutely manhandled. Beat. Absolutely. Their offensive line got destroyed. Their defensive line got destroyed. The kicking game, uh, Carolina oh, was far superior. Yeah, Matty P missed. Yeah, and it's just... You know, it was you were watching that game, and you just said, "Wow, this team is not in it." You know, I don't know. It's too early in the season. The Lions have a chance. No, stop that. No, no, no. Before this game, they okay, had a yes. chance, yes. like you just said. You know, they mm-hmm. had a chance, and then they had an opportunity to jump Chicago on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But they didn't play like that. No, they didn't have that mindset of you know, hey, you know, this is we're playing for something meaningful. They didn't have that. And it was it was actually pathetic to see, like you said. But you gotta give you gotta give credit to PJ Walker. The kid came in, he balled out. And usually when you get new a fresh quarterback come in, your team's gonna go rise to the occasion for you. They're gonna be like, okay, this guy's coming in. We're gonna put all these different new plays in and everything for this guy. And everyone gets excited about it. And on the other side too the Lions didn't have any film on him, really, mm-hmm. other than the second half of the game that uh, um, Bridgewater got hurt. But then it goes back on Patricia. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be this defensive guru. Rocket scientist. Yes, I under Belichick. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be this guy. He should be watching Temple film of this guy. Yeah. He should be watching the Houston Roughnecks film of this guy yeah. and seeing what he does well. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows what he does well is when he's – Outside the pocket, mm-hmm. and Carolina moved him around, and they were successful. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, y- y- a, g- a good way to put it. I mean, the, the Lions lost to a team with much less to play for. Exactly. I mean, Carolina has got nothing to play for, especially in that division where it's pretty much now it looks like just the Saints. But you got the Saints, the Bucks. Um, I mean, that's that's one of my favorite divisions in football. And Carolina knows they're kind of in a rebuild. They're down to Teddy Bridgewater. The Lions. Uh, you know, and, and, and you could easily look at, yeah, we're missing, uh, Galladay, Amendola, Swift. That doesn't matter in my opinion. That, that really doesn't matter. I mean, those are huge weapons, but you should absolutely still be able to score, to, to get in the, let's go with get in the red zone. How about get in the red zone versus versus a three, whatever they are, three and seven Carolina team. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Um, the Panthers played hungrier than the Lions did. Unreal. And the Lions had something to play for. Unreal. But who's to say, you know, Chicago could continue to shit the bed and they could, you know, jump them. Uh, yeah, I just, the, I just, I just can't anymore. Like, I, I, I hate seeing uh, on every, every fucking game I see, they're showing the NFC. They got in the playoffs, in the wild card, and then in the hunt. And I hate seeing the Lions name there. Just get us out. Just, we're not in the hunt. We're not in the hunt. We don't hunt. We're done. We're done. I don't care. I don't care what the math says. I don't care what the schedule looks like. I want this team to just leave me alone. Have faith. No. Have faith. See, this is what you have to learn. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm about to turn thirty in January. This is like the jaded point. This is like they find new creative ways to like twist your heart and stomp on it, and that's what they're doing this year. And I think every year 
with the Lions, I, I'm like, I'm just putting this together, and people probably already know this. It's probably already been said, but I am realizing that Thanksgiving is like the annual like our like where's it's like the it's like the checkpoint of where the season's at, you know? Because it's like this year, it. it if we beat Carolina, then we're going in. We're playing Chicago at five and five, looking to go to six and five, move to second place in the division. And now we're four and six. Uh, we just, you know, didn't get a red zone play versus Carolina, and we are like, it's time to fire Matt Patricia. I think Thanksgiving is that like stick in the season of like what your season is and what it needs to be. But do you fire him in the middle of the season, or do you? I I would have fired him at halftime of the of the (laughs) of the. I would have fired him after the 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 swift drop versus Chicago. Well, the thing is, I hate this guy. This city hates this guy. This guy stinks. (laughs) Well, the thing with Patricia, he comes from the Belichick school, and uh... that's been very clear. He's, he makes that very known. Yeah, and you see a lot of the people that come from the Belichick school as head coaches aren't successful. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, um, my rookie year with the Jets, I was, Eric Mangini was our coach. He was from the Belichick era. You know, he ran things like just everything. And I see everything that Mangini did, I saw Belichick. Everything that I see Matt Patricia do, I see Belichick, even the way they walk, how slow and lethargic yeah. and everything is. Yeah. And the Lions, they're not a team to have a coach like that. Yeah, a successful one. Yeah. They're they're <laughs> they don't they don't they haven't done that. They're a team to have, you know, kind of a a rah rah coach, mm-hmm. a players coach, a coach that'll go out into the media and talk some shit. Schwartz. And then go back and be like, hey guys. I just said this, this, and this. I need you guys to back me up on Friday. So Jim Schwartz was not my favorite guy, but he was that guy. I mean, Jim Schwartz was the guy chasing down Jim Harbaugh at the middle of the field, getting the guys fired up. I mean, he had at least some attitude to him. I thought he was kind of a dumbass and like a hothead, but he at least had some juice, and we went to the playoffs with him. Yeah, he had juice. He he was excited. He was a guy that was jumping around, and players see that. Players feed off that. And if a player comes in and they see a guy that, because it's not college, Patricia will do well in college. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. I mean, because he could slap the the teenagers around. Exactly. You know, he could he could be the big man who exactly. makes the big salary, and he's the only one making a salary. Exactly. You can't go in. At the end of the day, you're talking to grown men with family as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't treat them like kids. Yeah. If you do that, you have to be successful, like Belichick was in New England. Right. But if you're not successful. You can't do that because the players are going to go to the locker room and say, what the fuck this guy You didn't earn any respect. I mean, you exactly. know, he's, he's calling Darius Slay a pussy or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, he, oh my God, he's so off for everything that he needs to be. Like, he is just so, I just can't stand him. I hate his attitude. I hate his, I hate his everything. I hate his aura. Uh, and, he, and he just, he just seems like he makes excuses and leans on the past and takes credit where he doesn't deserve credit. And he just is, he's really unliked in this town. And I really wish um, Detroit, you know, made a correct move back in the day. And the guy you're describing, I believe, is Vrabel. You know, Vrabel is obviously having a ton of success in Tennessee. Who knows if that works in Honolulu Blue and Silver. But that's a guy that seems to, like, ready to strap on the pads. Where Patricia looks like a guy you could just, like, bitch slap that nerd around. 
Well, he's from the Belichick tree. Yeah. The guys that like look dork. like they don't, they haven't played football, but they have a lot of film study, but you got to translate it from the chalkboard to the field. Vrabel would be a great hire for Detroit, mm-hmm. but he's not. He, he has, he's set in Tennessee. Ten years. He He's set there. A guy that I have in mind Who? for Detroit, hmm. and I, I, this would hurt me if he left, but it would be better for him, Brian Dayball. Okay. I don't know who that is. He's the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Okay. Mind you, he's under Belichick, Belichick tree. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the wide receivers coach when I was in with the Jets. And then he was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. And he went to Alabama. He was the OC in Alabama with Nick Saban when they won all the national titles. This guy is creative mm-hmm. with his play calling. He has that spunk. He has that... he. He's from the Buffalo area. Oh, yeah. He's, so, so he's gone through a few tables. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's definitely gone through a few tables. Let's go. He's yeah. definitely drank a few blue lights. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Probably heavies. Oh, yeah. He's a heavy yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a heavy guy. Yeah, he's he's, and he pounds chicken wings. Uh, chicks? Oh, sorry. Chicken <laughs> wings. Sorry. Cool. Either one. Either yeah. one. But the thing is, he's from that Buffalo area. He understands that blue-collar mentality similar to what it is in Detroit. Hell, yeah. So he What's the name a, again? Brian Dable. Brian Dable. I'm going to yes. look into this cat. That's I'm telling guy. you. I'm telling you. He's going to be an offensive. He's going to be. He's a one of the hottest offensive coordinators right now. Well, I mean, yeah. And, he's got the Bills in offense. I yeah. Mean, jo, I mean, yeah. And Josh then another Allen. guy, Nick Sirianni. Okay. Who? He's the OC for the Colts. Okay. Um, he's a guy from my hometown. Yeah. Uh, and, he was uh, one of the 26 guys there. <laughs> No, he's older than me. Okay, <laughs> but uh, he comes from a great coaching tree, go co- um, great coaching family. Um, you know, he was he's he was successful in uh, San Diego with Philip Rivers, and that's why they brought Philip Rivers back in in the Indy. And so he's a young coach. That's what I'm talking about. That young coach that's going to go out there with piss and vinegar. Yeah, yeah, and get the guys riled up. Are these guys? Are these guys like good-looking guys? Because I'm not, I'm not looking for a uh, you know a Lafleur or a, who's who's the Cardinals guy. I don't want that guy either. Oh, yeah. these guys are too hot. <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni, he's 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 a he's a good-looking human. Okay, I don't want any. Dayball, no. Okay, yeah, Dayball, he's short, bald, Buffalo got a big guy? belly. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I want I want like a you know a, a younger Freddie Kitchens kind of looking yeah, guy. Exactly, that's Brian Dayball for you. Good, that's but what I want. Great dude, we'll sit and drink. A shit ton of beer with you. Good, good. Yeah, let's get them on. Let's get them hired. Yeah, I mean, I just the Lions are just—they're just—it's uh, brutal. It's brutal. I mean, and you're just—you're—you're you're looking at the body of work put together by um, uh, Bob Quinn, you know, and you're—you're you're looking at some of these picks, and you're—you're you're watching Jeff Okuda get absolutely like dusted. Hey. I know it's his first year. I know the defense sucks. I know they're putting him on the best receivers. But, but my argument there is number three overall. Number three overall. Like, number three overall. Think of players that go in the top five. They're ready to play day one. Okuda was not ready to go. He's still getting torched now. He could get better. He could do great. You just, there's a reason, in my opinion, as a guy drinking beer at a coffee table right now, that you never take a corner that high. And it's just looking very tough with the quarterbacks that went in this year's draft. And and you're watching, once again, a banged-up Matthew Stafford, you know, have kind of a – have a, I mean, th- that's my boy. Matthew Stafford's my boy. I love him to death. But he's 
he's having a tough he's having a real tough year and he's banged up again and he's like in year 12 and you know we're just we're looking very similar to how we've looked throughout his entire tenure yeah but uh with Okuda you got to build if you get if you're going to draft a corner that high you have to play him and if you play him, you got to build his confidence. Yeah. The corner position is one of the toughest positions in football because you're totally on an island. Yeah. And all eyes are on it. If you mess up, that's you. Yep. If you do something great, that's you. So you have to do something. Not to mention the NFL is fully designed now for the receiver. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the amount of PIs, I don't know how you're supposed to cover a guy. Definitely. I don't. They know the play. You don't know the play. Any contact, I say any 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 in any four down drive, throw it up once. You're gonna get it half the time. Exactly, but that's why as a coach you have to put your guy in, in the best position to be successful. Yeah. If you got to put a safety over top to bracket him, hey, if you get beat on the deep ball, you got a safety there. You know, you got to be able to do that to build that corner's confidence, so he can start having that swag about him. Patricia's not a confidence guy. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's he's in Okuda's in the wrong system. That's what he's in. You got if you're a corner and you're a wide receiver, those are the two positions that you have the most swag. You talk the most shit. Yeah. You walk around like your shit don't stink. Yeah. Because you're put in a position to be successful. Mm-hmm. When Darrell Revis first came into the league, he wasn't Revis Island right away. You know, he had help. Defenses were built around him. They were playing bracket coverage. If you get beat, don't worry. You got a safety deep. The best safety. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what they have to do in Detroit with Akuda, but they're not doing that. Yeah. And so his confidence going down to shitter. And what's going to happen? Fans are going to start saying, oh, he sucks. He was a number three. He's a bust. And his confidence is going to go even further down. And that's all on the coaching staff. So, so you're saying. Don't be mad at Okuda. Be mad at Patricia, and I can do that. Yeah, I yeah, can do that. definitely. Because he's not—he's not being put in a position to be successful. I hate Matt Patricia. They said you're a number three pick. You go out there and do your thing. I, I hate Matt Patricia probably more than any Detroit athlete, coach, probably figure. And I'm really—I'm really thinking here of like who I—who I hate most. Um, I've always said I hated Gerald Laird. You probably don't know who that is. Uh, he was like a really fat catcher that Detroit Tigers had. He went 0 for 6 in like a pivotal playoff game, and I, I swore death upon him. Um, not not actual. Not actual. Just I just like Jeez. as fandom. Fandom. Yeah, whatever. Tough butt. I, I, got, I drank half a beer here. so No, but yeah, I just I can't stand Matt Patricia. I can't stand his whole regime. I can't stand his press conferences. Um, I've said it 25,000 times, and I'll, I'll keep doing it. So, um. I'm glad that we can blame him for it. Okay, yeah, so I can blame Matt Patricia for anything and everything under the sun, um, and I could keep dusting him up from dusk till dawn. Um, I hope he's fired as we're recording this. I can't stand the guy. Um, But let's move on to some betting picks for football. Um, We got the week coming up here. We got a big Thanksgiving day uh tomorrow i it or not tomorrow well yeah because we're recording tuesday it's gonna be out wednesday so tomorrow thursday uh blows my mind that the lions still get this game um and i i mean i do think it would be ridiculous just to like take it away because they're so historically bad but how detroit uh the detroit lions one of the most historic 
horribly terrible franchises in all of professional sports. Let's let's remind the folks out there that all of sports, this is not just the NFL, they're they're one of the worst teams and organizations in, in all of sports. They're, and they're even worse than the Browns. They're way worse than the Browns. People think the Browns are comparable. You look at the history, you look at everything there. But I digress. They get Thanksgiving Day every fucking year, and it's mind-blowing that it's they get tradition, this It's a tradition, unlike none. It's cr- Yeah, unlike, unlike none. Okay, so let's pick some games here for tomorrow. And my dumb ass honestly thought the Lions were playing the Bears on Thanksgiving. Um, don't know how I messed that up. I pretty much had the whole schedule memorized this entire year. Um, and maybe it's just because David Blau and the boys took on Chicago last year. Um, but I had that all met, messed up. So we play the Texans tomorrow. I think earlier I said the Bears, whatever, I misspoke or I didn't know or who gives a shit. Um, this is what we're looking at. So we got three games tomorrow. Houston's at Detroit. Uh, Washington football team, let's keep it politically correct. The football team is playing the Cowboys, so no more Cowboys and Indians on Thanksgiving Day. We have Cowboys and football team, which I recently read. They're considering keeping that name. That is so fucking insane to me. I like it. You're nuts. I like it. Football team? The football team. That is ridiculous. The football team. Just because you say it like that doesn't make it... Yeah. No, it's just generic. Who do you play for? The football team. Yeah, but they're not anything the. They're just football team. No, Look at you. You're, no, you're reading it. It says Washington football team. They're not the football team. Yeah, but if you're talking about it, it's... The football team. I mean, you could just... Ohio State's just Ohio State, but it's the Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of sick, though. Yeah. Because they've earned that. Washington doesn't earn that. They just break people's legs on their field. The football team. You could do that with anything. Yeah, the Lions. That's, like... No, it doesn't make... It doesn't flow like whatever. the football it's team. It's dumb. It's dumb, and it's... They need you to... You gotta just, have a growl, Just call too. it the Bravehearts and call it the day. That's what they were gonna do anyways. Um, and then the last game, the, the best one of the day, without a doubt, uh, Ravens and Steelers. So... Let's go. Let's go with the word. Like we'll go Lions last, but let's start in the middle with this shit ass Washington, the, uh, the football team uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys. We're sitting at a line of Dallas minus three in Jerry World. What do you got? I got Alex Smith and the football team <laughs> taking the win. Yeah, I got that with. I got that too all day. I think. I think uh, the football team is a better team, uh, and I think. Uh, Alex Smith is going to have like a glory moment, and why not on Thanksgiving Day with everyone watching? On the biggest stage, he's going to come back, and he's going to perform well. Uh, I like the way he's gelling. He, he played great last week. Uh, he, got, he has some nice receivers out there, and uh, I think you know they're going to they're gonna put it together, and they're going to take care of uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, Scary Terry's pretty good. Is, um, is Dalton under center for the Cowboys? Dalton's back. He played, he played well last, last week. He had three or four touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so he Dalton's back, uh, the red rifle. Yep. Uh, but uh, I, I just think, uh, you know, the, it's too big of a stage for Dallas. Uh, I understand they're supposed to be America's team, but uh, it, the stage is too big for them, and I'm going with Washington. Yeah, fuck them. Um, I'm going to go Washington, too, just for the Alex Smith story. To be honest, I wanted Alex Smith to have his story versus the Lions. Uh, that would have been fantastic because then the Lions would have lost that game. They dropped a three and they would have dropped a three and six, um, right? Yeah, I think they dropped a three and six, and then Patricia probably gets fired, and we don't have this charade of a season we have. But then you know they win that game, they start teasing us. Then Carolina happens, whatever. Uh, I'm going football team in that one as well. I've always liked Alex Smith. He's pretty boring, but I've always thought he was pretty solid, and you know kind of just doesn't get a fair shake sometimes. Um, but yeah, let's go with that one. 
Um, let's go with the better, the best game of the day, and then we'll go with uh, the Lions last. But uh, the night game, very, very spicy matchup with Baltimore and our Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the line is five and a half in favor of the Steel Curtain. Uh, what do you got? Uh, yeah, that's the nightcap. I'm drinking my whiskey and having pie and ice cream at yep. this time. Yep. Uh, Got to go with this. This game's going to be good. It, no matter what, Baltimore's plagued. They have about five guys tested positive for COVID. And they're mad. Both their uh, running backs are out. Ingram's out. Dobbins is out. So Ooh, they got but, Gus the bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hop aboard. Yeah. So it's it's going to be, but it doesn't matter. This game is a divisional game. It's a uh, that blue collar game. Yep. It's going to be hard hitting, but I got to go with Pittsburgh. Yep. Pittsburgh's yeah. too good. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone's drunk. Uh, super full. Probably smoking at this point of the night. I mean, this <laughs> is like this is you know this is when you've lost your two bets earlier in the day. Now you're you're just grazing on all the food that's there. You're in a you're in like a Thanksgiving stupor. It's like that. It's like a Mr. Krabs meme. You know where he's looking around. He's all nervous. You don't know what to do. But the good news is. You gotta just take the Steelers here. You gotta pound the Steelers five and a half. If anybody, for the six people out there who read my Sunday selection every Sunday, I think the Steelers are in there every single time. They are fucking fantastic against the spread. I've had an awful year sports betting. The Steelers have been my beacon in the night. That's not changing. I said Steelers by ten. Yeah, I think Steelers. I think it's this their year. This is just their year. Um, so. I don't know. I'm not going to go 10, but I'll say I'll say at least I'm going to say 6. I think it's going to be spooky on the cover. Little half point cover. Nope, they're going to go it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the bird. Prime time. Yeah. Steelers by 10. Love it. All right, let's get to the least mean no, actually Washington Dallas is much more much less meaningful. So the Houston Texas, not the Chicago Bears. I'm a dumbass, bad fan, idiot sports coverage guy. Uh, versus the Lions. So Lions are plus three at home versus Deshaun Watson uh, and the Houston Texans. Where do you begin with this one? I begin with, sneakily, Deshaun Watson is having a great year. Yep. Unfortunately, O'Brien traded away everything. Yeah, what happened? What happened there? Yeah, traded away everything. Um, and, you know, Deshaun's having a great year. He's... If he had his weapons, if he had D. Hopkins, he would be in a conversation for MVP. But here's my swerve. I'm going with the Lions. Oh yuck! On the big stage. Oh no! Why? Patricia saves stays another week. Oh man, see that's you know that's that's where your brain gets. This is so I've been I was right about the Lions early on in the season, and then I just now I'm on this off rhythm with them. I'm on this off rhythm. I'm picking them to win, and then they're losing. They're, I'm picking them to lose, and they're winning. Um, I've been wrong the last three weeks, so whatever I say here, they're going to do the opposite. Now, I don't know what I want anymore at this point. I feel like the damage is done, and Patricia should be gone at the end of the year. I don't see this Lions defense keeping up with Deshaun, Cooks, Bill Fuller, whoever the running back is. Um, I don't see it, and I, I don't see them putting up enough points unless they have Swift and Galladay back, which I don't know if they are on a short week. Um so I, I'm going to say the Houston Texans I'm gonna say the Houston Texans win this game. The only reason I'm picking the Lions. Other any other week I would pick the Texans, but the only reason I'm picking the Lions is because it's Thanksgiving Day. So I will argue there that yes, it is Thanksgiving Day and yes, I normally get behind that. It's gonna be an empty downtown. 
it's not going to be a packed stadium. It's going to be it's going to be empty. It's not going to feel like Thanksgiving. It's going to feel dead. It's going to feel tired. And the Lions don't. Those players do not want to play for Patricia. But is there a halftime show? I. I don't know. That's one of my favorite parts of the Thanksgiving, <laughs> the halftime show. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it'll be through Zoom. So I'm going final score, Houston Texans 34, Detroit Lions 19. I'm going blowout. blowout. Detroit Lions 27, mm. Houston Texans 24. Wow. Barn burner to start the day. Yes. You are on cloud nine. You're dreaming. You're not even using your head. You're not thinking straight. Okay. So now that we have our Thursday picks, um, let's look at, let's look a little ahead to Sunday. We got a lot of good games on the slate Sunday. Gotta love the board. Always love the board. And you gotta love a Sunday where the Lions aren't playing so you don't have to worry about that depression despair and anxiety uh throughout the day so we are lionless on sunday um but plenty plenty of good games going on um looking up and down the slate uh you know games that stick out to me titans titans at colts uh what else? What else? Chiefs at Bucks. That is hot. That's as shit. Gonna be, that's going to be a game right there. Flamingly hot. Um, and that's actually okay. A four thirty game. I was. I'm kind of surprised. I don't think they could give the Bucks any more primetime games. They've already had four of them. Brady is now one in three in those primetime games. So they don't. They don't want to give him any more. Yeah, he doesn't want any more primetime games. I actually could not believe. Um, how bad he looked on Monday night. Uh, I was I was very shocked to see those two interceptions he threw. Just like I know he's older. I know he's not as good as he used to be. I know he can't move at all. But to to watch him chuck those into no man's land was was weird. It was yeah, weird. those those interceptions were you know it, it it has nothing to do with his age. It was just terrible reads. The last one in the in um in the two minute drill there. I understand that's his sec- that's his second go to guy that tight the backup tight end there. And he just tried to fit it fit it in a window there and ended up sailing it. And he didn't have to do that. No, he didn't. But he's Tom. He's the GOAT. Yeah, he can do what he wants. He's the GOAT. So before we get into Sunday's picks now that we're talking about Sunday a little a little more, are are the Bucks a good team? The Bucks are a decent team. They're not a good team. Their defense is really good. Yeah. And <laughs> funny thing with that, I, and I meant to bring this up when you were on your tirade about how terrible the Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia. And yeah, the we Lions can we can jump back into that if you want. Was but uh, did like it's like a ESPN thirty for thirty. What if I told you mm-hmm. that a guy that played the D line. Missing that's missing two fingers. Yeah. Has if he was on the Lions, he would be tied for most interceptions. Most interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a beautiful stat, and I'm glad. So I actually was was watching that yesterday, and dude, how long has JPP been in the league? He's been in on when, good defense. Yeah, yeah, he's been in years. I mean, I he's he part like, of the Giants that beat. Was he on the Giants team that beat the Patriots? Yeah, or my, I think he was there when I was even playing. Nuts. That's how. Does know, JPP tackled you? Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know if he tackled me. You know, kind of like a run over, and I fell. Assisted. Yeah, yeah. You know, not by himself. I'm, I'm taking credit here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could truck JPP too. He's, he's, he's. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so let's let's look up and down the board here. So, 
Um, I'm looking up and down this board. My most intriguing game um, outside of Bucks Chiefs, because I, I almost think that's glaringly the most exciting game, is I'm looking at Titans Colts. That's the most exciting game. You Titans, like that Colts, one more? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Colts are good, but I think everyone is very hot under the collar about the Colts. And their defense is sick, and maybe I need to just get on board. But I have – I mean, I respect the living shit out of the guy. He's got 693 kids, but I am not a huge Philip Rivers fan. Um, I didn't really like him in L.A. Again, a lot of respect for a GOAT who's been in the league a long time and is now winning in a, at another franchise. Um, but I just, I've never been a huge fan of his. So I'm looking at this Tennessee Colts game, uh, Tennessee at Indy, Tennessee's at three and a half. I bet against the Colts last week. Um, I lost with the Packers, but I, I'm going to do it again. And I, I'm going to take the Titans three and a half at, at, at Indy. Uh, you know, that's, that's a tough one. I love, 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 uh, the Colts defense. Yeah, I think they're for real. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're definitely for real. I don't trust Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. One, I don't trust a guy that doesn't swear. Never. Yeah. So for I'm... as angry, for as much as he yells, <laughs> and as much as he screams and bitches and cries, it's weird that he yeah. doesn't swear. It's weird. The only, oh, I take it back. The only guy that I trust that doesn't swear is Kirk Cousins. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, come yeah, on. That's We're state only, guys. You're right. Yeah. That's the only guy I trust. Rose Bowl, swear. baby. Yeah. yeah. If you don't swear, if you don't drink, I don't trust you. He doesn't swear? Uh, Philip Rivers? No, Kirk. Oh, Kirk doesn't swear. Really? No, he's always like a, golly, Go- gosh. Yeah, yeah, I could see Dang it. Golly it. gee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I remember when- For Pete's when, sake. When he he's was, a for Pete's sake Oh, guy. yeah. When he was first there, and it was my senior, he was a redshirt freshman, and- he would call me Mr. Callcrick. No way. And I'd be like, Kirk, we're teammates. Like, you can call me. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you, Mr. Callcrick. I was like, no, Kirk. It's that, Jay. Choo-choo. Chooch. <laughs> Something. Not Mr. Callcrick. Anything but. Anything <laughs> right. but. Yeah. But, uh, no, Kirk doesn't swear. Great dude. Great guy. Um, but back to the Colts-Titans. I love Indy's defense. I don't trust Phillip Rivers. Um I on the Titan side of things, I love what Mike Rabel brings to the table. The love excitement him. that he has, um, love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a created player. Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple of created players uh, that I've I've sniffed out in the in the world. Derrick Henry is definitely a created player. Yep. He's the guy you make him six three, three hundred pounds, but he's all muscle and he's a monster. No one can touch him. And then another created player in the professional sports world is uh, also Aaron Judge. He is also a created player. Plus, he's number 99, which is such a creative player. Number. <laughs> exactly. So. And, uh, well, and my wife's going to be mad because the Titans are her favorite team. She oh. loves She loves Derrick Henry, but wow. I'm going with the Colts defense. Wow. Wow. We just gave a little bit of a rim job to the Titans there, and then you just <laughs> picked the Colts. That was wild turn of events. Yeah, it's like Mr. Krabs meme again. It's like a Saturday night at Ritz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, my, I can feel my feet sticking to the floor just you saying that. Oh, jeez. Okay, so all right, so we like that game. Let's 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 pick a couple more here. Let's let's look at um. Let's well, look let's look at uh Chicago and Green Bay. Oh wow, what when is uh? That's a that's a nightcap. We don't I don't even have the lines up. So I have my uh, betting app up right now. That is not up. So let me just do a little maneuvering here. Yeah, you got to find that because who's gonna start? Is Trubisky starting or is Big Dick Nick? I mean. I, are they really going to go back to Mitch? 
We don't know. They. Um, I feel like you got to make a switch, but man, like they already did this switch, so they're gonna switch back. I mean, this. What is the line on this? I got no. I got nothing on ESPN. What's the, what? Do you have a line on this? I do not. I got. It's not on my betting app. It's not on ESPN. It's that hot of a game. What? It's that hot of a game. No, I think you're actually onto it. I think they're waiting to see who starts a quarterback, which I don't know how that changes anything. If Mitch is more mobile, okay, than Big Dick Nick. See, I the, can't say Nick and like it's got, it's got to be Big Dick Nick. That's fair. Please say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, when one of me, one of me, Jesus, one of my best buddies and I, when the Eagles were doing their whole two quarterback dance, we always said, "Keep Big Dick Nick. He's a yes, Super Bowl MVP." And now exactly. Wentz is kind of a joke of the NFL right now, which is mind blowing, because people were saying if you could start a franchise, you'd start with uh, Carson Wentz. No one's saying that anymore. No one. So, so I, I'm looking up here, and it says the Bears-Packers line shows Green Bay is a seven-and-a-half home favorite. I was going to say I'd take the Packers up to ten. I'm taking the Pack. Rodgers is so mad about that last game. Valdez-Scantling will not get a target in this game because he fumbled at the end of last game. Rodgers is going to get him traded or released before that game even Valdez starts. Valdez-Scantling has been absolutely fucking me in fantasy if i don't play him he gets me 30 he gets 30 points when i play him he gets nothing so, so. did you did you watch the end of that colts packers game last week yeah yeah I saw. And, and you saw uh it looked like the packers weren't even gonna get out of their own their own zone or out of, out of their own end zone and then he throws rogers kind of threw a prayer up to scantling he caught it it was the hero they go to overtime he fumbles on some corner half his size Falling over, reaching back, popping the ball out. Unacceptable. Carrying the ball like a bread basket. Or yeah, just just like a, like a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. Yeah, loaf of bread. Excuse me. So um, I'm all over the Packers in that one. I, I'm going to say I don't give a shit what the line is. As long as it's under 10, I'm taking the pack. I'm, I'm going to go. Fuck the Bears, man. Fuck the Bears. I'm, see, that, that's your problem right there. You're, fuck, you're, betting with your, you're betting with your heart. Not with my your head. Heart, not no, your I'm using head. my head. Exactly. Rodgers is pissed. They're at home. They're going to they're gonna dice the Bears. Dice I don't them. think by 10. I like Bears defense. So I'm going. I'm, I'm going to take the points. The, okay, whatever that is, seven and a half. We'll go with seven. Yeah. If it's seven it's and a half, it's seven and a half right now. I'll tell you one thing. If it's seven and a half, I'm buying down the half a point. I'll take it at minus one thirty at seven. Yeah, for I'll, sure. Yeah, definitely. The pat the Bears can't score. It doesn't matter. Did you see that? Who the hell did they play before the bye? They couldn't move the ball at all. They're awful. Fuck the Bears. Um, See, it's, it's that Detroit thing in you. Whatever, yeah, that's fine. Chicago is a great city, though. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I, I lived there two years. I love Chicago. I love it. So, all right, let's let's do this real quick. Let's do two more quick picks, and then we'll move on. Um, but let's, since, you know, you're, you're wearing your Bills gear, let's look at the Bills here. The Bills are five and a half, playing a, a really sneaky Chargers team. You know, not the best record. They've been in every game. They've arguably been screwed on a couple calls late or could have went a different way. Herbie looks like the real deal. Um, that guy rocks. Uh, but Buffalo Bills at home, off a bye, looking to take the division for the first time since when? Like with Jim Kelly under under center? I don't know the year, but it's something ridiculous, right? Yeah, it's been, shit, 17, 18 years. But in your lifetime, right? My wee lifetime. Well, yeah, yeah, but I just I'm letting you know that yes. I don't have a division title for the Lions in my lifetime. Well, yeah. So when you're that's... when you're telling me to have hope and root you for you gotta have hope for what you gotta have hope. I have. I'm jaded. I'm angry. You are an angry I, man. I, I I am. I'm very angry. <laughs> I hate Matt Patricia. I, okay, so let's uh, Chargers Bills. 
uh, at LA, and I mean, this is like... No, it's at Buffalo. Sorry, sorry. Um, at Buffalo, and this is That's why a, Buffalo has the half point. Yeah, and it's 1 o'clock game for a West Coast team uh, early. So, I mean, this, this line, what scares me about this is you look at this, and I'm licking my chops. This is like pound the bills, right? Why is it five and a half? Why is it so low? That I think that's what Vegas wants you to think. Well, you got to – the Chargers have weapons. Yeah. The Chargers have weapons. The Bills have been – their defense isn't as good as it was last year. I'll be the first to admit it. Their, their pass defense, their run defense, it's not as good. But you that got, offense, though. That offense, Josh Allen's on fire. He's a fantasy – He rocks. Player, he's a fantasy player's dream. Um, but I will be kicked out of the city of Buffalo. I will be kicked out of the uh, Bills Legends community. But either way – you know, I love Anthony Lynn. He was my coach when I was with the Jets. Uh, now head coach with the Chargers, but Buffalo. Buffalo? Buffalo. Five and a half. I, I would even take him straight up. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I'll take Buffalo. 250. So, I the only reason, like I'm very cold this year, and when you're cold, you you, you start to second guess everything you do. I look at this line, I say Buffalo, no doubt. But that that is what scares me about it, is for me, this line should be seven and a half. For the Bills. Off a bye, at home, West Coast team, one o'clock game. Why is this line five and a half? Spooks me a little bit, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm not going Bills Mafia on this one. Let's go Bills five and a half. Let's let's take them there and cover. Definitely. But the Chargers love keeping it close. All right, last one. Big game biggest game of the week, most exciting one, a four thirty game. Uh Bucks are plus uh the Chiefs are minus three and a half at Tampa Bay. Um Again, this is another one where you just watched what the Bucks did versus the Rams. Um, you just watched. I mean, I I know uh, the Raiders kept it close with the Chiefs, but it almost just felt like the Chiefs were never going to lose that game, um, as much as the Raiders were scoring. I think the it wasn't so much the Chiefs won. I think the Raiders uh, beat themselves. I don't know what they were playing in that last. The last that, play. That, that, that last drive yeah. itself. It was like they were playing a prevent defense. They were scared. I felt like they were scared. Yeah. The, you know, go up, press, play man. You got great safeties. You know, your corners, you know, if they get beat, you got the honey badger roaming around back there. And I don't know what they were playing in that game, but I, I, I'm not sold on the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense is not as good. I love Tampa's defense. I'm going with Tom and Tampa. Oh, wow. Bouncing back at home, three and a half. The three and a half is nice. Um, this is tough for me. Like I, I bet you this line moves. Um, and I, you know, I feel like the money is going to pour in on the chiefs on this one. Cause the line is just, it's fishy, but you're giving Brady off a loss points at home plus three and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to man, but it's just like that chiefs offense can just, if you fall asleep for two drives, you're down, you're down 14 before you even know it. Right. Um, if you're a Kansas City fan, you gotta take you gotta go. I'm with taking Kansas the Chiefs. There's I'm taking no the way Chiefs. that they're I'm taking the Chiefs. If they win, they're gonna win by more than three. Yeah, you think so. So I'm taking the Chiefs there. Okay. So we got our picks in. Uh just a quick recap. Tennessee at the Colts. I like Tennessee. Jay likes the the Colts. Um we did Bears, Packers. I'm on the Packers. He's on the Bears. Chiefs, Bucks. I'm on the Chiefs. He's on the Bucks. And then the only one that we agreed on, um, and it's only because he's staring me down in that bright red Bills gear, <laughs> is the Bills five and a half. 
Okay, so another hot topic in Detroit sports. Um, obviously, the Lions are like the only thing going on. Um, NBA draft just happened. The Pistons just made a ton of moves. We're, we're not really going to get into that uh, right now. And we're not even going to really get into it when I do discuss it. But the, the one thing I do have to discuss here is these Detroit Red Wings reverse retro adidas jerseys and guys i know i i wrote a whole article on it if you haven't seen it i dust them up and down um i think these jerseys uh that adidas put together for the detroit red wings are absolutely atrocious now if you don't know what these are let me back up a step adidas just announced or released 31 jerseys for all NHL teams and they're called reverse retro because what they did is they took uh, old jerseys from NHL's past they revived them and made them a little more modern had a little bit of a touch of modern to them um, and just kind of revamped them and then and now every NHL team for the 2020-21 season has a third jersey now most of them pretty cool pretty creative uh, some effort was put into them. I think they look pretty good. I think, without a doubt, I'm not even I'm not even bullshitting this. It's not just because I'm furious about it. I think the Red Wings jersey is absolutely of all 31 teams the worst one on this entire list. Now I will state it has the tr- the traditional Red Wings logo on it, which in my opinion is the greatest logo in all of sports. So by virtue of that, the jersey's fine. But the lack of creativity put on this jersey, to me, is is embarrassing on the part of Adidas. Well, I don't know. People listening to this are going to think, like, I don't want to be that guy. Yep. I don't want to be that guy that well, don't. disagrees with everything that you say. But I like these jerseys. I think it has that, that past, present, and future look. What? When I look at it, it takes me back to the 97-98 season when they won the Cup. You're a liar. How? How does it do the that? The only difference is the gray is not red. That's the only thing. But the, 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 the jerseys that the Red Wings wear now are the exact same ones they wore in 98-97. There is no difference. They have the wings. I get it that the designers of this were tasked with a very tough job. The Red Wings notoriously have had the same jersey and the same logo since like 1926-ish. Right out of the gate, the Wings started fucking around. They came out, they were the Falcons. Two years later, they were the Cougars, and then they were the Red Wings. They changed their name like three times, and then they stuck with it for the, the next 100 years. So I understand that they had an uphill battle to work with, but the, but with Red Wings tradition, they're very stingy and very stiff on that red and white. And you just throw silver in there for fuck's sake? I, I like it. You're nuts. I like the only thing that's missing is the drawstrings around the neck. <laughs> yeah. And that that creates a proper sweater. To me to me <laughs> to me this is a practice jersey. This is unimaginative. This is lame. There is no call to the past. There is nothing. There is nothing. It's it's just a it's lame. It's blank. This looks like when I log onto those China sites like Alibaba.net.com and I order six jerseys for thirty dollars. That this is one of the options. That's what this looks like to me. I don't see any calls to the past. And you look at these other ones. Like this is these are the jerseys that these teams wore in the past. They got their old logos going. 
I'm upset about it. I think it's a disgrace. I think it was, number one, a failure on Adidas' part, and number two, the Red Wings had to approve this, and I just think they were asleep at the wheel on it. I love it. You I love, love it. it? You're going to go and say you love it. I do love it. You're I nuts. Love it. It, it, it takes me back to when the no, NFL first started with the color rush okay. jerseys and so, stuff like that. And the, and the thing is, you traditional, like, I get it. You're a Wings fan through and through and everything like that. I grew up a Penguins fan. Oh, my God. Yeah, I grew up a huge Penguins fan. There's Darius our... Caceratis, uh Yager, Lemieux, all those guys. And then I switched over to the Sabres when my boy Ryan Miller started playing for them. Fair. So then I'm, Big a, Ryan Miller I'm fan. a huge Sabres fan now. Yeah. And uh, I love the Sabres retro jerseys. But I just think <laughs> you, you traditional fans, like, have that old mindset like right now you're not even 30 but you have that get off my lawn mentality going right now (laughs) okay so i'm looking at uh you know just the old like what i wanted them to do was this like their super throwbacks of like the early 20s that they brought back in 1991 um where it's like the striped candy stripes across the jersey candy stripes across the the socks, and it just says Detroit across the chest. Now, to me, this was the swing and a miss of these jerseys. Is like they could have done something like this, and it would have been fucking bala. Like if they would have done something like this, if they would have, and like no one's looking at the computer I'm looking at, but the the classic candy striped Detroit jerseys that say Detroit across the chest. Yeah, but, that's the direction yeah, they should. I get it. I get it. But you have to appease the past, the present, and the future. All right, hey, I'm going to do something absolutely crazy here, all right? I have a former Red Wings calling me right now. We're going to ask him what he thinks of this jersey. Who is it? Okay. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Hey, um, I'm doing my podcast, our podcast here, and i just putting you on the spot. This is Drew Miller, and uh, I just want to know what you think of the new uh, retro jerseys. For the wings? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they look a lot like our practice jerseys. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> My buddy Frank, who's who's run the podcast here, he says it's like a practice jersey. I love them. I think they're awesome. I think they take me back to the 97-98 season. You know what? I think uh, anytime the, the wing reels on a jersey, I would gladly and proudly wear it. So... It's not it's not uh, as flashy as some of the other ones, but the wing wheel speaks for itself. Drew, I think I think that's Drew. Hi, this is Frank. It's nice to meet you. Um, nice to meet you. I uh, appreciate your input on this, which was actually the exact same as mine. Uh, just so your boy Jay here knows, um, and for Jay to say that it takes him back to the ninety seven ninety eight season, uh, does, does his fandom of the wings go back? Like like ours does. Like I just I'm just kind of curious of how long Ju was he really celebrating the you know the believe years with us. I don't know. I think uh, it might have been the hockey at Michigan State. They got Ju loving hockey when he was hanging out with us. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna save those stories. We're gonna have you on the show in a couple weeks, and we're gonna save those stories. But that's exactly what got me into hockey. I remember that, uh, what's it, 2005 when you guys won a national title? Seven. 2007. I, I actually left, so I didn't. What's in I, seven? Oh, yeah, it was seven. Yeah, yeah, and we broke into the. Yeah, we broke into the hockey house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, we got stories. 
Fun times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, man, I really appreciate you. I'll hit you up a little bit later. I just wanted to get your quick opinion on this jersey because I thought it was absolutely awesome. I love it. And apparently I'm incorrect. The only one that loves but it. But the wing wheel is great. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that they haven't gotten a, a lot of hype around theirs and some of the other teams have. But yeah, you know. Like I said, I got a couple of practice jerseys down in the basement that look pretty similar, so <laughs> I, I would still throw it on and represent it and love it. Atta boy. Yeah. All right, Drew. All right, Millsy. Um, we'll talk later, and uh, thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. I know I'll put yeah, you on the yeah. spot. Thanks, Drew. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. That's it. Well, that was awesome. You just you just pop in Drew Miller. I'm glad to know me and him are on the same page. How do you feel about that? I feel terrible. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to be like, dude, I love them. They're sick. They're awesome. He almost like verbatim said what I said. He did verbatim say what you said. I mean, I love where he ended, though. Um, and he's real chill about it. So thanks a lot, Drew Miller, for popping onto the podcast. Yeah. You know what's actually funny, and I was going to dive into it, but it would have been absolutely ridiculous, is I, I met him before. He did some sort of... Uh, you know, the, the wings go to the schools, and they, right. like so I, I was doing that for some job I had, and we hung out all day, and we taught the kids how to play or play hockey and shoot around, so we actually hung out one time, I'm sure he doesn't remember it at all, but um, <laughs> dude, yeah, he's the man. Great dude, we uh, we formed a great relationship with Drew, and uh, I actually formed a really great relationship with his brother Ryan as well, you know, through Michigan State and everything like that, so we're definitely going to have Drew as a guest Hell yeah. on the show, Hell yeah. and he can defend himself on why he thinks this jersey's not cool, because I love it. Yeah, and we're definitely going to, I'm going to have to ask him about that, uh, the skate to the face, which I'm sure he's forever tired of talking about, but it's the it's the most badass scar I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know that. You know what's funny too, is I was reading your Wikipedia before doing this, and that's actually listed that you and Ryan are, are buds, yeah. which I think is funny. <laughs> I, I, did, I, don't I, just think... I don't know why that's just automatically thrown in there, but yeah. No, I, no it, it is just like the most random note at the bottom. Exactly. It's like J.U. Rush for, you know, 2,400 yards at Michigan State, and he's buddies with Ryan Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe because we he was he was with the Sabers and I was with the Bills, you know, same well, pretty at cool. that time now. But uh, you know, we we did used to hang out a lot, you know, back when he was in Buffalo and I was with the Bills. Uh, great dude, they're just an all around great family. The Miller family's great family. Yeah, seems Can't, like a good hockey family. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait to have them on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, wow, you're hanging around with goalies, huh? <laughs> you know, they're a little, they're a little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you taking a few hits to the head too. So, <laughs> all right. So that's our Red Wing. That's our reverse Red Wing jersey discussion. Um, I have the correct take. Uh, Jay is trying his best. Um, so the one thing I do have on my notes here is the NBA draft just happened. Um, as you guys know, uh, this has not ever been a Pistons podcast or show. I am a big bandwagon Pistons fan. When the Pistons are as good as they were in 04 with the going-to-work Pistons with Ben, Rip, Chauncey, the whole crew, I will get back into them. I think Blake Griffin is the coolest athlete that Detroit has right now, but I, I don't know anything. Um, I do know that Weaver, the new GM for the Pistons, said, we're going to attack the draft. We're going to attack free agency. We're going to attack everything we can. And that is the coolest quote from a GM in Detroit that I've heard outside of anything Steve Eiserman says because I worship him. But um, glad to see the Pistons are making moves. Jay, do you know anything about what the Pistons have done? I literally can't keep track. I don't know anything about I'm glad that you brought up back in 04 because, you know, when I was in college, 
they were the hottest thing. The hottest thing. The hottest thing. Kings um, of the uh, NBA royalty. Exactly. And then also, I had an opportunity. One of our teammates, uh, Dion Curry, his dad, actually coached the Pistons. So we actually got to come to some games and stuff. But I do remember specifically, I was that guy. I loved... When, when Mike they, Curry coached? Yeah. He got one year. Yeah. They gave him one year. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. And then Candom. Yeah. But uh, I love uh, I love the Pistons in uh, 04, 04, that that run that they had with Big Ben, Rip, Chauncey, um, Tayshawn Prince, all those guys, that was fun. Yeah. You know, I didn't, Buffalo doesn't have a hockey team. I'm sorry, a basketball team. I'm a Knicks fan. Tough. Yeah, real tough. Now, you know how I feel. That's how you feel about the whole uh, Matt Patricia and, and ownership true, true, there. True, true, But, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, I, I like the Pistons. I want to see them rebound. I want to see, I think it's great for the city of Detroit if the Pistons are doing well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's absolutely great. Um, but So, I have this thought, you know, a lot of people in Detroit surrounding suburbs, whether you're talking Pistons, Wings, they say they hate LCA, you know, Little Caesars Arena. They say they hate it. Um, I think that's absolutely asinine. Yes, Joe Louis Arena, where the Red Wings used to play, uh, magical place. The only reason it's a magical place, though, is because they, they went to six Stanley Cups there and they won four of them. Right. That place, I mean, I, I can say it, I, lo- I love the place with all my heart, Like, but it was a dump. Like, it was absolute. That was the worst rink in the worst arena in the league but they won a ton there um you know you go to lca it doesn't feel like joe Louis arena it doesn't have the dirty troughs your feet aren't sticking to the ground you know it's a lot nicer it's 2020 uh people will love that place when a team wins in that stadium well you know you say that too with the and that's one of the biggest things if you want to attract free agents you got to play in a nice arena. You can't live off the past and be like, well, yeah. back in the day, yeah. you know, Eisenman this is what got it. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, 19, 20, you know, 25-year-old kid doesn't care. He right. wants the latest technology, the big screen, wants to be in a place that's modern. So that they have to move it. They have to upgrade, you know, for free agents. The place is going to be electric when they win. When they win games there, it'll be absolutely electric. People will love LCA. The prices aren't going down. It's just, it costs money. It's just, you know, whatever. It's going to be expensive. Okay. So that was Pistons talk with Frankie Hoops. Um, I got nothing else. So <laughs> let's, what we're going to do here, gang, we're going to start wrapping it up a little lighter stuff here. Um, JU, we got Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, I want you to give me your from three to one, we'll go back and forth. Your top three Thanksgiving items that you're most excited to eat, and then one you could do without. So, what's your number three Thanksgiving item? Uh, so three is like the like meh. Well, it's not. I mean, because there's a ton of items. So I guess like I don't know, like like what's your third? You know what? I, I love Thanksgiving, but I'm a meat guy. Yeah, yeah. So like I for Thanksgiving in the Call Crick House. We have, you know, the traditional stuff, but then we you throw some different things That's in okay. there. Like, so, like, in my so, house, too, like, we always have, like, ravioli, which is not, like, you never, like, my mom makes homemade ravioli. Okay, so it's we like have delicious. crab legs. Okay, that's great. All right, so yeah. my number three thing is the crab legs. Man, that's, this is some high-class <laughs> shit. What the fuck is two and three if crab legs are coming in at, at or uh, at one and two if crab legs are coming in at three? Well, yeah, crab legs is number, number three. Low-key. Number two is my mom's biscuits. Okay. It's it's her homemade biscuits. It's 
you can't even find it's, words. I can't even find words. Yeah, you're just it, dreaming it, of biscuits, yeah, puts, You got biscuits it, on the brain. I do have biscuits on the brain right now. <laughs> and the number one is obviously the turkey. Turkey's number one for turkey's sure. Turkey's number one. I think we as Americans don't eat enough turkey. So I will agree with that. I cannot. I'm not part of that statistic though. Like I have a turkey sandwich probably four days a week. See, but the thing but that's is, deli turkey. The, yeah. See, that's that's not not turkey. carved turkey. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, we need to. Stick a turkey in the oven yeah. more than just once a year. Mm-hmm. The Canadians, they know what they're doing. Really? Canadians have turkeys probably three, four times a year. Not a big occasion. No, it's turkey. It's turkey. Turkey. I love it. We're having turkey. I fucking love it. What's for dinner? Turkey. Turkey. Oh, what? The, uh, like turkey sandwich? No, the whole fucking turkey. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to go... I'm gonna go pretty traditional route here, and I don't care. But you know, you said you're a big meat guy. I don't have crab crab legs. You know, I'm not bougie <laughs> like you. So I will go number three. I'll, I'll go ham. I'm gonna go the ham. My mom, my mom whips up a killer killer fucking ham. So well, is it a bone-in ham or is it a spiral ham? Spiral. It, oh, spiral with the ham. Glaze, honey mm-hmm. glaze. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No good ham. Yeah, you and, had me at honey glaze spiral ham. Yeah, and if I'm feeling real fucked, you know, I'll 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 drop some maple syrup on that. Ooh. I don't even care. Not a care in the world. Not at all. Not on Thanksgiving. Lions are down 15 already. <laughs> so, number two upset here is the turkey. Ooh. Number two is the turkey. Okay. But the thing that I live for on Thanksgiving, and might be a cold take, I'm not sure how people are going to receive this, but my number one on Thanksgiving is the stuffing. Huge stuffing guy. My mom makes some killer stuffing. I inhale the shit. I love it. I eat stuffing for like weeks after. I See, love it. I'm not much of a stuffing guy. No? No. No? Can't do it. Well, glad we got that out. <laughs> um, worst Thanksgiving item, something I could do without, and it's not even something that is always there, but in Thanksgiving past, uh, past I have, I'm kind of in like a tie here. I'm like grappling my brain of what I think the, the two worst are, but I definitely don't like cranberry sauce. Not a big, the cranberry sauce, like traditional Thanksgiving item. Is it, you get the one in a can that just like shakes around on the. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's not, not a wiggle jiggle type deal. Like it's actual real. I just think I'm not a huge cranberry guy. I, I like the cranberry sauce. You like it? Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm that's fair. cranberry sauce guy. I, and I don't like yams. I don't either. I don't think I've ever had yams. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, oh, oh I, you know, I don't know what I got to throw in there too, because I think you kind of threw a little wrench in there and you got my mind thinking like i didn't add dessert mm-hmm. see i've never had pumpkin pie in my life are you kidding me i've never had pumpkin pie there's there are three things in my life i've never had jesus christ i've never had pumpkin pie okay this I've, is insane i've never had chicken noodle soup what okay and i've never had ramen noodles that's insane yeah. that's insane so one of one of my pet peeves like in life is when you say, like, I haven't seen that movie. And people go, what the fuck? You haven't seen it? I hate that. I, I'm calling an audible in this situation. <laughs> you never had fucking chicken noodle soup? Nope, never had it. You you were like a prime time guy to be like the chunky Campbell's, <laughs> like, like have your mom on there with the soup and everything. Like, you're you're that guy. Nope, never had it. That's crazy. I would do, I would do a, a chicken noodle soup commercial, yeah. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> but, yeah, pay me. Yeah, but no, I get it. But... Okay, so real quick, number one, pumpkin pie is arguably my favorite pie. I love it. 
Load it with whipped cream, ice cream. No, no, no. The best pie is Dutch apple pie. Dutch apple with pie With the crumble really on the top. Yeah, it's really you good. put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. Yeah. Put some vanilla ice cream yeah, on watch it. watch that boy melt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, vanilla bean. Done and dust. No, French vanilla. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, I can't believe you've never had pumpkin pie. I, I mean, just even like, it gets worse like that you've never had... Uh, You've never had chicken noodle soup, and then you've never had ramen, which just you know you're eating crab legs on Thanksgiving, so you're a bougie guy. So I get it. Why would you? Why would you waste your time with? Why would you waste well, your time? Well, no, with, there's pho. People have pho. That's ramen, right? What pho? What's that? I don't know. Like those restaurants got pho. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Okay. So here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna close her out. Uh, we're at we're a little over an hour. So. Um, the part everyone's been waiting for, and I'm very excited to do it with a guest um, that could be taken a bunch of ways. But uh, what we have now is if you've never listened before, or if you have listened before, I'm going to explain the rules anyways. Uh, but what we are going to move into now is over under. So what over under is, uh, is my buddy, Jerry Rubino, uh, Fat Boy Jerry, as, you, as many know him, he sends me um, a list of 10 items and I go through these items, but we, me and Jay, will go through these li- this list together. Um, I've never seen it before. I have no idea what's on the list. I'm gonna look at it now and we go one by one and we say if that, that person, place, idea, thing, thought, trend, whatever he sent me is over or underrated. There is only one rule. You cannot say that thing is just, just rated. Like if you think it's just fine how it's hyped or whatever it is, you can't do that. It's gotta be over or underrated. Uh, so Jerry has sent me the email. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So first one on the list. Let's see what we got. Uh, <laughs> windbreaker jackets. Number one, I'll lead off and then you'll go first on a second one. Okay. So windbreaker jackets, I'm going to say are underrated. I love windbreaker jackets. They're light. They're usually stylish. Um, I have a Nike one. I just got fits well, keeps the wind off me. Looks fucking sweet it's a hot fit it's a go-to jacket for me i like windbreakers i'm gonna say they're underrated well i got a question on the windbreaker is it the windbreaker or the just so so you have as much info as i do i think it can be whatever we want they're overrated overrated why why it's like you either want to protect yourself or like a windbreaker jacket doesn't i want to either be warm or cool i don't want to be in between so let me let me just so when I think of like wearing a stylish ass windbreaker, I think of golf, or I think of like a sideline coach. Like they wear windbreakers all the time, like to just keep the wind off of them. And they they I just think they're like a hot fit. No, they're like athletic. See, I'm thinking those old school windbreakers. Those are hot too. No, no, no. Nope. You don't like that old school look? Overrated. Oh my god, I'm surprised old school like guy like you. All right, number so Jay's going overrated, incorrect take. Underrated is what I said on windbreakers. Number two, holy shit, Thanksgiving stuffing. That's very a- highly overrated. <laughs> oh my god, highly overrated. We haven't agreed on one thing. You guys already know my take on this. I think it's underrated. I think it's the best item of Thanksgiving. Like I think it's the fucking shit. Highly overrated. No, the stuffing rocks. Okay, all right, so. Jay's got everything overrated. I think everything's underrated so far. Number three, I'm up. DeAndre Swift. Mm. Um. See, this is one of those where you want to just be like, I think he's, you know, I think he's right where he's at. Uh, DeAndre Swift. I am going to. Uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. I'm gonna say, 
I'm going to say he's underrated. I'm going to say he's underrated for now because he's played in, uh, what, you know, 10 games, if that, just got in the starting role, killed it in the starting role. Um, I think people are very excited about him, maybe a little overly excited, which leads to an overrated guess, but it's too early to call, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, I'm going to say underrated. And what, what do you say, and like former NFL running back? I loved him at Georgia. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's I think he's definitely underrated. His, his, his ceiling is still climbing. So I'll say this, like what bums me out is when I think about, love staff, all my heart, staff, love you. Favorite line of all time, probably besides Barry Sanders, but I love you, Matthew Stafford. Over Calvin Johnson? What, Matt, staff? Yeah. Uh... By the way, Calvin Johnson's just. I think Calvin Johnson's better. Hall of Fame this year, I, he's up. Well, I, I think Calvin Johnson's better. Well, you said your favorite. You you take Stafford over Calvin Johnson. I'm more. Of, I like quarterbacks more than I would like like a receiver. So like I just I've always so my favorite take, player is usually been a so quarterback. So you're taking Stafford <laughs> I would over take, if Joey I'm picking, Harrington. If I'm picking, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Harrington. I, I love I love Joey Harrington when we had him. Like I, I just I love jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like they're hot. He was hot. He was out of Oregon. He was on the cover of NCAA. Right. Um, okay, DeAndre Swift. But like, but what I was going to say um, is like the idea of Tua Swift, like Hawkinson and Galladay. It's just fun to think about, but we don't have Tua. He's in Miami, right? And he looks—he fits the part of Miami way more than Detroit. Definitely, but yeah, Swift definitely underrated. Okay, cool. We're both on the same page there. Um, I think who went first, me or you? Now it's my turn. Yeah, it's you. So Josh Wine, good bottle of Josh. Oh, the Josh. Yeah, Josh. Oh, jeez, struck a nerve. Oh, I absolutely. That is such. An underrated one. Okay, I didn't. I, didn't. I absolutely <laughs> love the Josh Wine. I had no idea where that was going. Oh. I didn't know if you were about to trash it or love no. it, and you are. Yeah, no, I'm all in on the Josh. I Wine. mean, it sounds like uh, we might be getting some Josh after this. I'm not gonna argue that. Then yeah, underrated. It's oh, it's a nice red. <laughs> it's beautiful. Did you know? Do you know who it's named? The creator. Do you know who it's named after? I read it on the bottle one time, and then when I was three bottles deep, yep. I forgot. You forget. It's his dad. It's named after his dad. Classic. His dad was Josh. Yes. Um, not really. Like Josh is not like a dad name. I don't know. Well, it's Joshua. Right. Of course. You know when you drink, bottles is Josh. When you yeah, but when you're drinking wine, now you get sophisticated. Joshua. Call it Joshua. <laughs> I like that. Um, that was very funny. I didn't know if you're about to absolutely explode and hate it or. All right, number five. Um, it's on me. Arizona. Uh, Jerry, Fat Boy Jerry, has put this on this list because uh, this is where I had my bachelor party. Um, so I'm, gu- I'm guessing that's why he tossed it in here. And I'm going to say. Shout out to Becca. What? Yeah, shout, yeah, shout out Becca. <laughs> shout out that big Becca. We never got our money back for the first security. The first time we had to cancel um, my bachelor party due to COVID. Second time we did get it back. Anyways, long story long. I think Arizona's, um, I'm going to say underrated. I didn't, excuse me, I did not get to have the full Scottsdale experience because of COVID. We were pretty much in the house the whole time, um, which might sound miserable, but we did get this like huge Airbnb with like, there's two houses on the property. It was huge pool, putting green, like ton of room for all the guys to move around. I didn't get the full Scottsdale experience, but I do feel like when I was coming down to the decision of like, do I want to do a Vegas trip or do I want to do a Scottsdale trip? It was like no doubt Scottsdale, uh, just 
just purely on pricing. It's like, man, this is like still the desert. This is still nice. But, um, you know, a bouncer is not going to beat me over the head if I don't have like, you know, six chicks with us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Arizona, I'll say it's uh, underrated. Under, I love Scottsdale. Love uh, the surrounding areas there. Um, it's definitely a place that it's good for the single Men. Oh yeah, attaboy, Jay. Uh, you know, you know what they say out there too. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Yeah. Everyone always says that, no matter what. They're like, oh, you going to Zona? It's warm. Oh, it's a dry heat. Everyone yeah, I call says bullshit it. on that. Yeah, it's just hot. It's just fucking hot. <laughs> dry heat. All right, number 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 six. Uh, Herb's smokeless fire. Um, I think I'm missing an inside joke here. This probably is a. Herb smokeless fire. What am I thinking of? Um, this has to be a joke from either the bachelor party that I don't remember, or we're talking about my buddy's fire pit. Are you typing this in? Herb is my buddy, so if you're googling Herb, Herb has a nice fire pit. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call a fail on Jerry with this one. I think he's going to yell at me that I'm not remembering what this is, but I don't remember what it is. So if it's on the list, mm-hmm. and I have a cousin Herbie, so Herb sounds like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. So definitely gonna go under. Unless underrated. he's talking about like. This is definitely an inside joke or like a joke I am not remembering from my bachelor party, which I I've been trying to remember that trip since I left it. I. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's a uh, like a weed pen reference, like because it's I don't know. This is dumb. I'm moving on. Number six is a bus. Sorry, Jerry, I don't remember it. Number seven. Herb, I got your back. Yeah, I mean no, Herb's 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 cool. He's my good buddy. Uh, number seven, uh, mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know who's up. I'm just gonna take the reins here. Go ahead. So uh, when I I had a next door neighbor, grew up East Side Detroit. We had this awesome neighbor. Every time I came home from Michigan State, she would come over with this homemade mac and cheese, this tub of it. It was gigantic. And I would eat it for two months after that. That's an exaggeration. I'd eat it for like a month after Thanksgiving. I'd go up to school. It's all I ate. And it was delicious. The homemade stuff with like the crunchy part at the top. And it rocked. And that's what I think of because I'd come home for Thanksgiving. She'd make it for me. I'd eat it. I'd say it's underrated because the homemade shit rocks on Thanksgiving. Um, on Thanksgiving, I have, I've never had mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, so I'm going to say overrated. That's fair. I just have a warm memory of my nice neighbor. Very nice woman. I forgot. Uh, Mrs. Brewer. Shout out Mrs. Brewer. Yeah, she rocked. Very nice individual. All right. Um, number eight, CJ Barrymore's. Do you know what this is? No. So CJ Barrymore's is like. Uh, it's not a theme park. It's not an amusement park. I don't like. I'm trying to like. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting Isn't for the place rage. with rides and stuff. It doesn't have. It has. It has batting cages. It has uh, go karts. Okay. It has like okay. a bungee jump thing. It has like a water gun. It ha- and it has like an arcade and like a bar at it. And it's a very suburban Detroit thing, or metro Detroit thing. I'll go. I'll go underrated since it's 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 like a <laughs> nice. nice little game area there. You know, I, I I'm a sucker for a batting cage. Yeah. So right, I, you had me a batting. It's cage. got a putting green. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's underrated too. I'm I'm not mad this exists. I'm glad there's something like this out there for the kids to go to. It was a, like it was like a go to like when you're in high school. You're not like able to drink yet. You know, you're like 
It's like being awkward world. with girls. Like you just take <laughs> them there. You know, you put, you play putting greens. Like whatever, it's fine. So I'm gonna say it's underrated as well. I'm gonna say it's underrated. Um, I keep writing the wrong letter. Okay, so number eight. Oh my god, this is why. Or number nine. Number nine, pumpkin pie. This is wild. This is why I've never crazy. seen this list before. Obviously, Jerry didn't know what we were going to talk about. This is crazy. So pumpkin pie, um, I have underrated. I love, I fuck, it's like arguably my favorite pie. Well, I'll go overrated. Yeah, well, I, you've never even tried it. So yeah, that's it looks like, like ground up mush. What? Who cares what it looks like? No, overrated. Whatever, that's like so ridiculous. Crab legs on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Nickelback. Oh, definitely underrated. Underrated? Underrated. Let's go. Okay. Underrated. I feel like you're supposed to say they're overrated. <laughs> right. And I catch myself singing some of their two. Rockstar? Exactly. That song rocks. I'll Photograph? Have, I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Photograph. What else? There's, there's a bunch of them. I mean, Nickelback's got some tunes, and I think... I think unless you're truly, you know, like a, a real music person, you like some Nickelback songs and you know some and you oh, yeah, listen definitely. to them for sure. You know what's this era's generation, uh, this era's version of Nickelback? Is it, is it Imagine Dragons? Exactly. Yeah. It's so Imagine, it's the Imagine exactly. Dragons gets a bad rep, <laughs> but they figured out the formula. Exactly. It's like a dark undertone, pump up jam kind of mm-hmm. deal. All right. So. We both had underrated on Nickelback, and J.U., you might not know this, but one year on Thanksgiving, Nickelback got the halftime show. In Dallas. In Detroit. It was in Detroit when they were flying in the... Oh, no, that was... uh, It was wearing a dome, no flying, no fly zone. No, 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 no. Like, I swear this was Dallas, that Nickelback... Maybe they got both gigs. Because I remember seeing, like, a guy, like, the air... air, um, What are those people... The aerial stunt people. Yeah, sure. And they were flying and like these sheets and stuff like that. And just, I swear to God, I'm going to look up the clip and and show you. It I is. think you dropped acid on whatever <laughs> the hell you're talking about. But I, I remember them in Detroit and there was a petition in a Facebook group started to like not have them perform for Detroit. So there's that. So just to recap everything here, Windbreaker, Jay overrated Frank underrated number two thanksgiving stuffing jay overrated frank underrated the correct take uh deandre swift jay underrated frank underrated josh wine underrated across the board uh number five arizona underrated across the board number six i don't know what it is seven mac and cheese at thanksgiving jay thinks is overrated i think is underrated eight cj barrymore is underrated across the board which is just hilarious uh number nine jay's literally never tried pumpkin pie so he said it's overrated i think it's underrated and number 10 nickelback we both fucking love him and chad kruger kroger whatever his name i got the halftime show i'm thinking about i think it was creed Creed. I could see how you mix that up. That's fair. That's man. That's so Dallas to have to book Creed. That is a very religious halftime. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, there it was. Episode 45. Uh, We're back. We're here to stay. It's both of us. We will see you guys. We are going to do this on record on Wednesdays, post it on Thursdays. We didn't this week because of the holidays, but we will be back. And I appreciate you all joining us again. It feels good to be back. And we love it. Have a great Thanksgiving and talk to you guys soon. Peace out. I'm gonna trade.
this life a fortune and fame I'll even cut my hair and change my name Cause we all just wanna be big rock stars And live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap We'll all stay skinny cause we just want it 